Good morning. Well, I see my son and his family aren't here, so uh, you may wish you weren't either. We'll find out. Sermons we see. I've always tried to follow this saying. I better put my glasses on. When preaching especially. In promulgating your esoteric cogitations or articulating your superficial sentimentalities and amicable philosophical and psychological observations, beware of platitudinous ponderosity. Let your conversational communications possess a clarified conciseness, a compact comprehensibleness, coalescent consistency, and a concatenated cogency. Eschew all conglomerations of garrulity, jejune babblement, and unintelligent affectations. Let your extemporaneous descantings and unpremeditated expatiations have intelligibility and voracious vivacity without rhodomontade or thrasonical bombast. In particular, the bombast. Seducelessly avoid all polysyllabic profundity, pompous prolixity, cetaceous vacuity, ventriloquial verbosity, and ventiloquent vapidity. Shun double entendres, prurient jocosity, and pestiferousness. This ran havoc on my spell checker. In simple English, talk plainly, briefly, naturally, sensibly, truthfully, and purely. And don't use big words. A Russian proverb says, Be praised not for your ancestors, but for your virtues. Sir Thomas Overbury said, A man who is not anything to boast of but his illustrious ancestors is like a potato. The only good belonging to him is underground. Through this toilsome world, alas, once and only once I shall pass. If a kindness may show, if a good deed I may do to suffering fellow man, let me do it while I can. No delay, for it is plain. I shall not pass this way again. Arthur S. Hardy. He only is advancing in life whose heart is getting softer, whose blood warmer, whose brain quicker, whose spirit is entering God's living peace. That's by Ruskin. Sermons we see. 1 Peter 1, 13 through 21 reads, Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But, just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, Be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, 
live your lives as a stranger here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect, he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in the last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God who raised Christ from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. What are virtues? Excuse me. What are virtues? According to my dictionary, moral goodness, uprightness, morality, and moral excellence. The Bible greatly embellishes on this. Matthew 5:48. You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. What an impossible goal! Perfection as God is perfect. All virtuous. We all fall way short. Only by God's grace can we hope to be perfect as he is perfect. Perhaps another verse states it differently. 2 Corinthians 13.11b Aim for perfection. Listen to my appeal. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. This verse more ably gives us leeway in our obviously lack of a obvious lack of perfection, but tells us where our goals and aspirations should point for attaining perfection, being of like mind and living peaceably. An American proverb states. It is the roughness of the grindstone and the rough places in life's road that give the axe and man the sharp edge. Or as David stated in the Bible, Proverbs 27:17, Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We become stronger each time we overcome sin or temptation. As Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I will all the more gladly boast of my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Proverbs 21.21 He who pursues righteousness and kindness will find life and honor. And Romans 8.28 And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Even the tough times are meant to teach us where we are weak, to keep us humble. Pursue righteousness, kindness, and love God. Against such there is no law. But we must develop our character. Character comes first. And we're constantly developing and strengthening our character.
Ephesians 1.4 For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. 1 Peter 1.13-21 Therefore prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since we call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold you were redeemed from the empty way handed down to you from your forefathers but with the precious blood of Christ. Powerful, strong words. Being like Christ means more than following him as a good teacher or example. It refers to the believer being molded into the image of Christ being Christian, Christ-like. This is accomplished only as the believer yields his life to Christ. The believer no longer demands his own way to lead his life in selfish pursuits, but the believer becomes a servant of God, striving to reflect, serve, and spread God's word in everything he does. The term blameless in Ephesians 1, 4, translates without blemish that is free from fault the believer is to live above reproach or to live so well as to not be accused of sinning the believer strives to possess a nature that is blameless and he must live accordingly to remain in the body of Christ an interesting secular historical historical account tells of a trial in Texas in the early 1850s when a Bible could not be found to swear in the witnesses. After fruitlessly searching, the jury suggested to the judge that if a member of the Church of Christ were found because of the church's knowledge and adherence to God's word or blamelessness, the witnesses would be considered sworn in if they put the right hand on the church member's head. The next day, the judge brought a Bible for the swearing in. But what a humbling experience for the church member selected to replace the Bible. What a commentary on Christians during that time period. Would this or could this occur today? Is the church held in such high esteem today? If not, why not? Are we not the examples we should be? What has the church done since then to change the view of the church in the minds of the world? Have we become too judgmental? Are we living righteous lives? Are we still good examples? Ephesians 1.4 For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. 
He didn't specifically choose each of us, but he chose Christians. Those who would believe him and follow him. Each believer's prayer should be as Psalms 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. David Thoreau put it quite well. There are 1,000 hacking at the branches of evil to one who is striking the root, the root of all evil. Living as good Christians and not Sunday-only Christians, being good examples, strikes at the root of Satan's power, his influence. Disobedience is the root. Too many lack obedience to God, even among Christians. Without obedience, one is not totally surrendered to the Lord, not a true servant of the Lord. Oh, we can pick a sin and can expand about, expound about it at great length. Yet without obedience, avoidance of sin... Nothing is accomplished. We only produce hypocritical, idle talk. Obedience involves our active Christianity. John 9, 4. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Philippians 2, 12. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. 1 Peter 1, 2 Who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood, grace and peace be yours in abundance. Obedience. We all remember back as children, I'm sure, especially the older group, we got a lot of spankings in our day. Not so much today, but uh, we learned our lesson. We learned obedience. Sermons We See by Edgar A. Guest. He lived 1881 to 1959. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather someone walk with me than merely tell the way. The eye is a better pupil and more willing than the ear. Fine counsel is confusing, but example, example is always clear. And the best of all preachers are the men who live as they profess. 
For to see good put into action is what everyone requests. I soon can learn to do it if you let me see it done. I can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lecture you deliver may be wise and true, but I'd rather get my lessons by observing what you do. For I might misunderstand you in the high advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. When I see a deed of kindness, I am eager to be kind. When a weaker brother stumbles, then a strong man stays behind just to see if he can help him. Then the wish grows strong in me to become as big and thoughtful as I know that friend to be. And all travelers can witness that the best of guides today is not the one who tells them, but the one who shows the way. One good man teaches many. Men believe what they behold. One deed of kindness noticed is worth 40 that are told. He who stands with men of honor learns to hold his honor dear. For right living speaks a language which to everyone is clear. Though an able speaker charms me with his eloquence, I say, I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. Is your life seen? Is your life a sermon? Are you virtuous? Are you blameless? If not, why not? Are you a sermon seen every day or only on Sunday? Or one who says one thing and does another? A hypocrite deep down. God's grace is, able, is available to sinners if they turn their backs to evil. Put on Christ in baptism and strive to walk in Christ's path. Live to be seen, living, vibrant, happy servant. Become a Christian today. If you are a Christian and have fallen, return to Christ and change your life with the prayers and support of the congregation. If you have any need, please come as we stand and sing.